You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heatherly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with musicians and artists from Chattanooga and the surrounding areas. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at Heather Lee Holt at openmicspotlight.com. H-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-I-G-H-H-O-L-T at openmicspotlight.com. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. I am your host, Heather Lee Holt, and today we have... It's us. It's the local strangers from Seattle. Yeah. And they're here today because they are playing one of Christy Graves' beautiful Chattanooga house shows tonight that sold out. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oversold, actually. Pew, pew, pew. So it's going to be a really fun-filled night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's doing beautiful things in Chattanooga with the Chattanooga house shows and bringing really, really awesome artists here that... Otherwise, might not be coming here. So, thank you, Christy. That needs to be said. <laughs> and you know Christy well. Yes, we know her from her previous life in Seattle. Because mm-hmm. uh, Christy is from Seattle, and she just moved here a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's only yeah. it's like just been over a year that she I forget moved that. She's yeah. such a mover and shaker. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. No, we're happy to be here. We've never been to Chattanooga, and we're doing a... 14 show tour in over 17 days and we wanted to stop here purposely so we could see her. 14 shows in 17 days. Did yeah. you hear that people? That's a lot. <laughs> that is crazy. Get up, go. Get up. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty Do much. I sound tired? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why don't you both introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Aubrey. My name's Matt. And they make up the local strangers. That's mm-hmm. us. They said. And I... Actually, haven't heard you guys play yet. Well, you get to you get to experience it along with all of your listeners for I the know. first time. I'm really excited, <laughs> and so we're gonna go ahead and play a song. Great, great. What are you gonna play? Um, we're gonna play a song that's um, gonna be on our upcoming album. It's not on any of our records yet. It's called Reset. Well, I need a reset. Turn me off, turn me on again. Maybe things will feel different then. I need a blank page I tear it out every other day I start the story in a different way So nothing else can And don't you give me time to think Tomorrow's one last To the weekend, throw me off the deep end. Oh, no, on the second guessing, never learned a lesson. No, no, take me to the weekend, throw 
me off the deep end with everyone I ever thought I was better than. I need a rescue. Knock me out, tell me what to do. Give me a better man's point of view. I need some new chords. I hear them now coming through the floorboards. Hear them whisper on the threes and fours. Original and lone. Don't you give me time to think. Tomorrow's one last dream. Take me to the weekend, throw me off the deep end. The second guessing, never learned a lesson. No, no. Take me to the weekend, throw me off the deep end with everyone I ever thought I was better than. Everyone I ever thought I was better than. I thought that everything I needed would keep spinning like a 45. They said you wake up when you're older and you wonder why you're still alive. You're still alive. You're still alive. You try to wash it in the river, but the riverbed is running dry. It's running dry. It's running dry. Just hold your breath and close your eyes. Hold your breath and close your eyes. I need a reset. Turn me off, turn me on again. That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, I'm in love. <laughs> I knew Chrissy wouldn't disappoint. <laughs> Man, you guys are so good. Thank you. Feels good to come in on a positive recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm going to need to get <laughs> songs on my playlist <laughs> that's good stuff so how'd you guys meet we met on craigslist actually in, in the, the musician yeah, the section musicians. we always important have to, to clarify that. it's the musician <laughs> section to clarify yeah. musicians seeking musicians matt and i are not a couple a lot of people make that assumption but he is married to a very lovely lady and i'm um, also with someone so we have more of a brother sister dynamic yeah. but yeah we met on craigslist almost seven years ago and i put an ad looking for collaborators because i'm a singer and a songwriter but didn't really play an instrument mm -hmm. well. And uh, Matt came over to my condo. Looking back, it was all very, like, I was very trusting. But mm -hmm. I'm from the Midwest. He's from the Midwest. He's like, <laughs> oh, it's fine. And uh, I had written a song, and we sat down, and he kind of tore it apart. And we put it back together, and it was better. And I was not mad afterwards. <laughs> and then he went home, and I wrote what became kind of our first single that we then went out a few weeks later and played at open mics and... We had a show within a month of knowing each other and had to come up with a band name and a set list and all that stuff. The local strangers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool story. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. Yeah, and then so we met Christy just kind of through the music scene in Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, where the, there's uh, our friends, uh, Carrie and Kristen, run Seattle living room shows, and there's a big community around that kind of thing. And um, we've we've spent uh, we've definitely been drunk at more than one music festival together and with uh, Christy with yes. Christy well with, <laughs> with 
everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. So so then Christy moved out here, and and from day one she said, you know, next time you guys are planning a tour, make sure to come through Chattanooga, and and I'm so happy that we made it happen. Yeah. So how long did you say you've been together? So it's been uh, about seven years now, almost seven years. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it flies by. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like that long. Yeah, it doesn't seem. But then again, you know, if you think back to before this band, that feels like you know two or three lifetimes ago. So it's, yeah. it's got that paradox. But yeah, this this tour is the first time we've been able to tour in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I got married last year. That was kind of the big project of 2016. Mm-hmm. Aubrey is actually the coordinator of our wedding, Aww. so it was it was a family Very affair involved, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were planning a different sort of tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, this summer we've been we've been so lucky to uh, to be out in the road the last couple of weeks and um, playing all uh, all living room and, and house shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a really awesome experience every single night has been very very memorable yeah there's a special thing about house shows because people go to hear the music yeah Yeah. you know exactly and when you're a singer songwriter that's kind of the hope right you Mm -hmm. go into a bar which we have done our fair share of touring in bars and sometimes you get lucky and you get a promoter or a booker that actually puts you with a band that has a similar style that Mm -hmm. has fans that will like your music but that's so very rare and so a lot of times you end up in a bar with 10 people who don't know who you are, who don't care, and who are just there to get drunk and hang out with their friends. And it can feel very demoralizing. It but can, to be singing your heart out to people yeah. who are trying to talk over you. We're, I mean, we when we play in Seattle, we actually have a full band. And so oh, we, yeah. we are more of a rock band when we're in that capacity. But when it's just the two of us, it's very singer-songwriting, more folksy. And so... You want people to listen and pay attention and you can play a living room show with 10 people and it's amazing instead of going to a bar. So we primarily have now toured the last few years just doing these house shows. That is amazing. I feel like you have the pipes to like shut people up. (laughs) (laughs) We've been, we do well at the outdoor music festivals because Aubrey's voice carries about about three miles when we're on those big stages. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like the Pied Piper. Yeah, Yeah. people just kind of flock over and say, who's that? That's why I always knew I had to be a singer because it's like growing up, I was always told I was too loud and so (laughs) now it's, you know, Now it's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. People would kill for those pipes. (laughs) So great. Well, Let's do a cover. Great, let's do it. So this is a this is a Prince song that we've been doing for a long time, and then with his sad passing last year, we kind of brought it back into the set. And something that was interesting, we were listening to another podcast today that talks about kind of breaking down pop songs, mm-hmm. and they talked about this song. And something mm. that I thought was really interesting is it has kind of this blues riff, but it it's like a funk does yeah, like a, a funk, funk riff, riff, but it does not have a bass line in the entire song. And it's yeah. one of those things you don't really think about, but we're listening to it and we're like, oh. oh. It doesn't have a bass line. And now every time you hear it, yeah. that's what you're going to hear. Exactly. But this is kind of our version. We like to say uh, we folked it up a bit. Yeah, our version doesn't have a bass line either because <laughs> I just have the guitar. <laughs> If you will, a picture You and I engaged in a kiss Sweaty your body covers me Can you, my darling, can you picture this? Dream, if you will, a courtyard An ocean of violets in bloom Animals try curious poses They feel the heat, the heat between me and you How can you just leave me standing? Alone in a world that's so cold 
Maybe I'm just too demanding Maybe I'm just like my father Too bold Maybe I'm just like my mother She's never satisfied Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like when the doves cry Touch if you will my stomach Feel how it trembles inside You got the butterflies all tied up Don't make me chase you Even doves have pride How can you just leave me standing Alone in a world that's so cold Maybe I'm just too demanding Maybe I'm just like my father Too bold Maybe I'm just like my mother She's never satisfied Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like When the doors cry How can you just leave me standing? Alone in a world so cold Maybe I'm just too demanding Maybe I'm just like my father Too bold Maybe I'm just like my mother She's never satisfied She's never satisfied Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like When the doves cry That was really good <laughs> Thank you Thank you now I can tell that you guys have been singing together for a while because your phrasing is like perfect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. Practice perfect. makes perfect for sure. Yeah, it's good. So good. Thank um, you. Let's like split it up a little bit and say how you got started into music to begin with. Um, I've been singing my whole life. It's the only thing that I've ever knew I really wanted to do. And it was just I, instinctual? Yeah. I've actually never taken vocal lessons. So I, over the years, I've met with... <laughs> I've met with people, you know, to help preserve my voice and do things like that. But I, I never had taken a lesson. My parents were both musical and just had music on all the time. And I grew up around it. Mm -hmm. I'm named after two songs. And it was just always something that I knew I wanted to do. And so I discovered Debbie Gibson when I was like six years old. And... <laughs> From that point forward, it was like, okay, that's what I want to do for yeah. my life. And, you know, she was like 15 or 16 when she got started. So I was real bummed when I was 16 and, like, didn't make it. <laughs> but then I discovered, like, all the singer-songwriters of the 90s, Tori Amos and Sarah McLachlan and that whole batch of women. And, yeah, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. But I was actually afraid to sing in front of other people because I thought... I had heard people sing and they were terrible and they thought they were good. And so I thought, oh God, what if that's me? Like, what if I'm real bad? They Now that now we have a word for that now, it's first episode of the season of American Idolism. Well, right. Yeah. And so I... Uh, I just never wanted to do that. I'd heard, I just would hear too many people that were terrible. Yeah. So I didn't actually really get up in front and sing in front of people until I was in high school. I would do it at home all the time. Mm -hmm. I wrote songs on my piano and my dad had a little PV amp in the basement and he bought me a microphone and I would buy karaoke tracks that had like, you know, songs I didn't know and mm -hmm. I would just write my own words to the music. Oh, that's fun. And <laughs> that's just how I started as a songwriter. And yeah. then I moved to Seattle and started my first band which we never played live. We like wrote a whole record's worth of stuff and recorded an album, never did anything with it. Wow. That band broke up, started another band, that fell apart, and then that's when I met Matt. And mm. then I was like, okay, this is the I'm the glue, the real deal. clearly. Yeah. I'm the glue in the relationship. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for me growing up, I, I always sang, I always loved singing. You know, I was a soprano and 
in elementary school. I was one of the two boys in the Soprano section. <laughs> and I did theater in high school and and thought, you know, that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to act. Um, and then I started writing songs and, and performing those songs. And I said, oh, no, this is the thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that I like playing a character. It's that I love performing. I love being on so stage. So when you... you- you decided that in high school? Yeah. You discovered that you loved that in high school? Yeah, so that's when I started learning guitar. That's when I started writing my own songs. Mm-hmm. And and then just that feeling of playing something that I had created in front of people and, you know, like having it be pretty decently well-received, yeah. that was just this intoxicating kind of watershed moment where I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, like I love doing theater because I love being on stage and I love performing, but being able to perform things that I made is just like a whole nother level. Like that's yeah. where that's where it's at for sure. Totally. So did, were you in groups growing up, like band or like? Yeah, I was in a, um, I did, well, in high school I did show choir. Okay, yeah. Which was, <laughs> that laid the groundwork for a lot. Yeah. I'm going to be completely real. Well, learning how to um, sing and like Yeah, and dance and like, right, people. exactly. And like feel and get to do, you know, old like Motown hits and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, like, and it's just like, it's really fun being like one of the handful of boys in the show choir, yeah. like. It's it's just a blast. Like that was a really fun fun Great period. Way to of, get the ladies. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm blushing. Um, the uh, but then later, yeah, I was in a in a band in college, and then a band in, that band kind of moved to Chicago and did did stuff in Chicago for a little while, and then I moved out to Seattle. Yeah. And it was just a few months after I'd moved to Seattle that uh, Aubrey and I met. Because you were looking, you're like, I'm ready. Yeah, I was kind of like, I wrote a few new songs. I was ready to go in a very different direction than that band was. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of felt like I had my feet set and knew had, had an idea of the kind of thing I wanted to do, I just I happened to go on Craigslist one day. Seriously, like I had actually been doing. I didn't call it a podcast. I called it a blog, but it was audio interviews. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with someone on that, and Craigslist came up, and I was like, you know, I should see what's there. Like, why not? I know mm-hmm. I don't want to go solo. Like, I know I want to collaborate. And then Aubrey's ad like happened to be there that day, you know. And that's kind of where the local stranger's name, one of the kind of origins of that was like mm-hmm. that chance meeting. You know, those those two things aligning on that day at the right time. Timing is everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if that had been a little bit askew, we may never have met. You know. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's do another original. Great. So uh, we're going to do one of our newer songs, and this is a song about meeting a really great person at the wrong time. It's called Solid Ground. the storm settles, when the skies have finally cleared, and the worry you've been sleeping with fades then disappears, when the bow breaks, when the ship has sailed its course, and the troubles you've been running from haunt you anymore and when you're ready to change direction well, I hope your new heart can hold my affection but it just ain't my time to make you mine gonna give in gonna for a while But honey, when the love 
yourself around Get to solid ground for me And I'll be waiting at the shore For the time to bring you in With the beacon burning every night Shining on my skin So when you're ready to change direction Get to solid ground for me Let the waves fall over And I will be your cover Let it all wash away I will remain to more of <laughs> thank, oh, thank you. you yeah yeah that's a that one's another new one it's been real fun um on this tour getting to uh getting a, getting some sea legs under those new songs yeah um we're definitely we tend to play songs a lot live before we, we record them mm-hmm. and kind of let them kind of grow out mm-hmm. and figure out what what exactly they are and that feels a lot different when we're with our five piece band than when it does with the two of us too I so bet. the versions feel very different so now for like for that one for solid ground what we just played we've got the the full band cut arrangement really locked in mm-hmm. and then on this tour I find found kind of different ways to emphasize different parts that I that I won't do with yeah. them but kind of accentuate what we're doing when it's just the two yeah. of us yeah so how many albums do you guys have so we have two full-length records, and then we have an e- four-song EP, and then we've released a handful of covers. If you go to our website and you sign up on our email list, which is 
thelocalstrangers.com. Um, we'll actually send you about seven songs for free, including the four from our first EP we put out in mm-hmm. 2011. And then we have a full length we put out in 2012. And then our most recent release was in 2015. And that one was a special one for us because we play as a duo most of the time when we tour, but we have our band like we've mentioned. So we actually put out a double disc. So one version is in the studio with the full band, 11 songs. And then the second disc was recorded live in front of an audience with just the two of us. Mm-hmm. All the songs start as you're hearing them today with the two of us. That's what I was going to ask. You answer my question. Yeah. <laughs> so we we start with this, the two of us, and then we take it to the band and they'll kind of add stuff. And then we kind of were like, all right, what if you try this? Or we'll kind of give them an idea of the direction that we're thinking. Yeah. And so this album was great because then that way when we tour as a duo, we can give people a CD and they can hear the songs as they first heard them, but then also hear kind of the full band. That's great. Thank you. That's yeah. a great thing to yeah, do. That's, cool. yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Recording it live was fun and and nerve-wracking. And we did it like a live recording. So if we messed up, we like started over. And everyone oh. everyone knew about it. But people, I mean, there was about 75 yeah. people and it was primarily close friends, family, and then fans that are like diehard fans. Mm-hmm. And they love, they'll come up and tell us, like they love that like they can hear themselves cheering on the record. Because yeah. yeah. we did keep in applause and like all yeah. that kind of stuff. So it was like a live show. But yeah. we did have a couple we, we felt we wanted to do over. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. You get it done in one night and then mm-hmm. it's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Seems yeah. like you guys are just like a happy family. We are. We live like four blocks from each other <laughs> and it's very convenient. Was it initially like that or did that happen? No, it just happened over time. It was like my wife and I bought a house and then Aubrey needed to, I move, had to move, move somewhere and, and there was a place nearby there and it was like, oh, well, going over to Matt's house for band practice is going to be super convenient. It was now, perfect. So. Yeah, it was yeah. a perfect fit. So <laughs> it all just worked out. That is awesome. Yeah. So... How do you like Seattle? Love Seattle's a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. We are spoiled by its lack of humidity. You come here and you're like, this yeah, whole tour has this been tour like, has well, been... we should call this the humidity tour. <laughs> We've never bad. done this loop in the summer. We've done no. it in the spring. Pretty um, bad. Yeah, Seattle's a beautiful city. It's changed. I've been there for 13 yeah. years. My love affair with it. Matt hasn't hit this point because he's been there half as much time mm-hmm. as I have, but... I've been there for 13 years. It's changed drastically. It's not the same city that it was when I moved there. As mm-hmm. I mean, cities grow and they evolve. Yeah. Anybody who moved to Nashville 13 years ago probably says the same thing. Yeah. You know, moved to Chicago mm-hmm. 13 years ago probably says the same thing. It's just, it's gotten really expensive. And as an artist, it's really difficult to be able to be an artist and still live in the city. And yeah. most of our friends that are doing music, especially those that are doing it full time, like we both have day jobs. Mm-hmm. And but those friends that are doing it full time have had to leave the city because mm-hmm. they just can't afford it. So for that, it's kind of a bummer because it was a city that was formed really as an art city, and now the fact that those of us that were a part of that like, can't live there really stinks. I feel like that's what happens in a lot yeah. of cities. Yeah. Like the, you know, art happens and it becomes magical, and then people with the money want to be where the art is, right. yeah. and then they come in and ruin the art. Well, and they don't even know that they're doing that. And we have, it's like the tech industry is just overwhelming the Here city. Too. And so yeah. it's kind of, that's been the biggest issue. But it's gotten dirtier. I mean, as you get more people and the homeless problem is like a big thing in Seattle. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, it wasn't a very um, gradual change. It's been pretty drastic. Yeah. So it's been a bummer. I would move to Woodby Island if I could. That's like yeah. my... Aubrey's ready for the country life. I am. I never would have thought, if you would have told me like five years ago that I'd be saying I wanted to move to a house and have land and a farm, then I'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, you'd always talked about the I did the always want rescue. an animal rescue. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I totally just want to go live in the country. Wait for well, I mean, like, just like doors. cities change, people change yeah. too. Yep, absolutely. I mean, they do. Yeah. Grow and 
I still have the hope and dream that that will happen, though. <laughs> so, it's what are your day jobs? I build websites. And I, I have lots of jobs, as you do when <laughs> yeah, you're a musician. Which, which hustle? <laughs> for the majority of the time Matt and I have been together, I was a nanny. So okay. I, I actually planned events for a really long time. That's what brought me to Seattle. I was working for an event company, and we started an event out there. And so they moved me out there, and I fell in love with it and stayed. Mm-hmm. Worked at that job for seven years, got laid off right after I met Matt, and then decided, okay, this is my sort of opportunity to really just focus on music. So... I started nannying and did that for the better part of the last six years. And then the kids are obviously older now. And um, I still go for a few hours here and there. But for the most part, I'm teaching a program called Music Together. So it's teaching little kids from birth to five music with their parents. Um, And by teaching, it's pretty much just playing (laughs) and singing along, (laughs) which is awesome. And then I also have done, I do some event work still. So like planning. Yeah, I plan events. Yeah. So planning, I plan math wedding. Had one before we left for the tour, have one when we get back from the tour. So that's like freelance. Yeah, freelance. I have my own company, Mm -hmm. my own event company. And then I also work with an organization called the Melodic Caring Project. And they actually are super great because they live stream concerts to kids in the hospital. And they started back right after Matt and I formed as a band and they came to a house show that we were playing, one of our friends, the Seattle Living Room Shows. Um, And they said, hey, we have this laptop. Can we live stream you guys? And we were like, sure. This was years ago before you could do it from your phone. Yes. And (laughs) so they put up like a webcam and did this live stream and now they've grown and, you know, they've done stuff with Jason Mraz and Brandy Carlisle and... They just did UB40 and Modest Yahoo at like Marymore Park, which is our big outdoor thing. And they've been streaming everybody now and they've partnered with some, they've done some really cool work. So they have a gala every year and I help coordinate that. That is incredible. Combines all my loves, kids, music, and... Yeah. I feel like we're very similar. Like we both have like random things that are <laughs> It's like, what you gotta like do back. when you're a musician. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, for sure. You know, especially in a city like Seattle. It's yeah. so expensive, so... And I also walk a dog. Like I literally <laughs> have like five jobs, but I don't know. I love it now. I mean, I make less money now than I've ever done in my whole life. And I'm happier because of mm-hmm. being able to focus on music. And there aren't a lot of people who can take off for two and a half weeks and go travel around the country. And we actually get a lot done in a short amount of time, yeah. <laughs> which is why we're doing 14 shows in 17 well, And days. when like you are like how you are and have so many things, like you know how to be efficient with your time. Yeah. Right. So heck yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Matt and I are both weird musicians because we're like, always on time. We're super type A and that's a rare thing. Yeah. I mean, everywhere we go, we're always the first. I mean, sound people like for gigs, we're always get there when they tell us to get there and no one's ever there on time. <laughs> and we, you'd think after this many years we'd learn, but it's just not in our nature to yeah. be late. Like if you tell me to be here at this time, I'm going to be yeah. there five yeah. minutes early. And that's just, we've <laughs> come to find that that's really rare. Yeah. And I'm, I'm fortunate because like he did a lot of legwork with his previous band that he was in. So he came into our band knowing a lot already. And so mm-hmm. I've been super grateful to him because he had planned tours. He builds websites, which was super helpful for us when we first got started. And uh, I've benefited immensely from his knowledge and all of the mistakes that he had to make in his 20s with previous projects. So mm-hmm. thanks, awesome. Matt. You got it. That's so great. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so I guess X is a cover. Yeah, cool. Uh, this is a Fleetwood Mac song. Say you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? Well, it's only right that you will play the way you 
feel it But listen carefully to the sound A loneliness like a heartbeat drives you mad The stillness of remembering what you had And what you lost And what you had What you lost Thunder only happens when it's raining Players only love you when they're playing Well, they will come and they will go When the rain washes Clean your love, you will know. Now, here I go again. I see the crystal visions. I keep my visions to myself This only me who wants to wrap around your dreams And have you any dreams you would like to sell Dreams of loneliness like a heartbeat drives you mad and The stillness of remembering What you had And what you lost And what you had And what you lost Thunder only happens when it's raining And players only love you when they're playing I said, well, they will come and they will go When the rain washes, you clean, you'll know Oh, thunder only happens when it's raining Players only love you when they're playing from Atlanta yesterday oh, yeah. um, she, when I, I went down there and played the you know the Eddie's Attic mm -hmm. in there mm -hmm. like five six months ago and awesome. she actually we were like we're, she's like 19 cute, oh, yeah. cute little thing she <laughs> like came up and sat next to me and I'm like oh she's so sweet and cute she got up there and I was like 
<laughs> and then she won the whole night. Oh my God. But she, she, and she did that song yesterday. So I just oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Completely different. Yeah. Both versions are fantastic. Even Thank better. you. But like, I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah, can't get tired of that song. Yeah. So we're going to do one more song. Great. But. Thank you so much for oh, being on here today. Thank, Thank you, you so for much having for having us. us. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. And before we do that, if you were to give a little piece of advice to people <laughs> starting out or musicians or non-musicians, any kind of advice that you could give anyone, I do this on every episode. Sure. Absolutely. What would it be? That's like the the same question that I that I asked people when I had my music blog. Really? In Seattle, yeah, when I first moved well, there. You know, it's like actually for my own benefit too. <laughs> oh, it was one hundred percent for my own benefit at that time yeah. as well. You know, I was trying to build knowledge, build community. I learned so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can go first since you're a dog. Oh, I was just trying to stall so I could think of something. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't know, you don't have an answer. I I just want to really I want to think of a really really deep and insightful one. Oh, okay. I don't know if we have that much time. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say that it's it's honestly never too late to start. I didn't start focusing on music until I was 30. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I feel old now being 37 and being like, okay, people who are my age that have made it, and I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see me. <laughs> for um, everyone except for In everyone. the industry, I mean, they've got like two decades on me, yeah. you know? So there's a part of you that feels like, oh gosh, I just give up. But I would say if you want to do music, do it. Do it. Feel and even if it's not music, if you have a passion, that's something that you think you can make money at. I made a lot of money in my previous job, and I was not happy. Mm-hmm. So doing what fulfills you, and if you can't find a way to make a living at it, because we do all have to pay the bills, um, just find something that you can do. So if it's music, you know, go to an open mic once a week, and it doesn't have to be that you're doing it to make money. Um, I think anytime you do something to make money, that's usually not a good reason. <laughs> Matt and I certainly don't yeah. do music to make money. Uh, I would be a software designer if that were the case. Um, but yeah, just do what fuels you. And life's way, way too short, in my opinion, to live a life where you're not doing what fulfills you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, it's it's not it's not a race. It's not a competition. In some spaces, it can feel like that. And if you're in a space that it feels like that, find a new space. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. The trying to trying to make a life in music, trying to make a living in music, it's so, or just as any creative, it's you know it's like you need to find where your fuel comes from and just try to load up every time you get because mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of the time you're gonna have to deal with rejection and it sucks and a lot of the time you're gonna stress out about it and it's gonna and it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things where there's a hole in the bucket mm-hmm. like you got to keep filling the bucket because there's a hole in the bucket so. Be honest with yourself. See, see, find the part of it that makes you the, the happiest, and try to focus as much of your energy on that, mm-hmm. and and see where it gets you. You know, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in the bucket, so you always have to <laughs> perfect quote ever. <laughs> All right, what are you guys gonna play? It's the last track off our most recent album. Um, that album is called "Take What You Can Carry." That's the double disker we were talking about before. This one is actually. <laughs> Pretty similar on the full band disc, the studio disc, and the live disc because it's still just Aubrey and I in both cases. We like to say that the live version is just a little bit faster, a little bit worse. <laughs> but yeah, this is a. Uh, here, why, don't, why don't you talk a little oh. bit about what this song's about? So this song was inspired by my dad and just about the idea of, of growing old with somebody. So it started initially as a song about my dad because he was sick for a while. But he's, he's better he's now. He's good now. Yeah. <laughs> but then just the idea of being with a spouse and a partner and them passing away and kind of what happens next. And the mm-hmm. the thought for me, I was like, God, that's got to be horrible and hard. 
So that's kind of where it started. So it's a little bit of a sad song, but uh, it's I really think there's sad. yeah. Brace yourself. It's really sad. <laughs> it's called 1947. The cupboards, crooked doors, never closed right. These old hardwood floors always creak on the cold nights And I've been living here in this old house for my whole life With you The paint is peeling off of the walls in the front room Cracks in the ceiling are giving away to a new moon But I can't stand another minute of this life without you By my side Oh, and I still see your face Thought I laid your ghost to Burned into every inch of this place Gotta tear it down The photos are falling off of the walls in the stairway The neighbors keep calling to find out if I am okay but I don't even know what it is I'm supposed to say Now you're gone Oh, and I still see your face I thought that I had laid your ghost to waste But it's burned into every Gotta tear it down And with the grace Of a new day Awake to feel your blood Rushing through my veins I trace the lines on my face That remind me of you Still got growing up to do The cupboard's crooked doors never closed right These old hardwood floors always creak on the cold nights But I've been living here in this old house for my whole life and I'll be living here in this old house for my whole life with you. That was so good. Thank, Thank you. you. Like chilling. Your voice. Crazy. It's like <laughs> super loud and then like super soft and pretty. <laughs> That's what we go for. <laughs> so good. Well, thank, thank, you you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, such a pleasure. 
If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave a rating or review. We love feedback. Also, please subscribe on the iTunes podcast app or at www.openmicspotlight.com.